Hey everyone, it's Rob with Four Songs. I know it's been a few weeks since my last episode, and it's going to be a little while before the next one too. Of course, I keep saying that, and things always pop up at the last minute, and I get something out. But really, the best thing for you to do is just to hit subscribe. I don't know how you're listening to this. If you're on Spotify or Twitter or whatever you listen to, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. Follow me on Twitter at Four Songs Two. That's at Four Songs Two. And like I said, stay in touch. Subscribe. Anyway, you know, I've been doing this long enough now that I've had a couple people on more than once. And in this case, I'm bringing back Peter Argyopoulos of the band Sons of Silver for the third time. This time we're talking about the band's newest EP called Ordinary Sex Appeal. If you recall, Peter joined me back in the fall of last year to talk about Hesitate, which is the first single off of the EP. And this time we talk about the rest of the album. And I got to tell you, this album is, it's brilliant. It is blistering. It is loud. It is abrasive. It is grunge rock, punk rock, hard rock the Rolling Stones, the Who, all in one. You're going to love it. And I want to be sure I'll highlight the band because you may not remember them from the last time we spoke. So in addition to Peter on vocals and rhythm guitar, you got Brina Cabler on keyboards and production, Kevin Holland on lead guitar, Adam Curie on bass, and Dave Cruson on drums. And Dave's name might be familiar too because he was the first drummer in Pearl Jam, the first full-time drummer rather. And he's also a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I want to mention that because at one point in this show, actually a couple points, we talk about Dave's drumming, which is cool because, you know, I don't talk a lot about drumming on this show. We talk a lot about singing and songwriting and guitar riffs, but we don't get into the drumming itself, which is, you know, hugely essential to music. So just stay tuned because Peter and I get pretty technical at times. And that's what I love about talking to him is that we really go down into the details about the songwriting process, the production process, how the band works. And it's a fascinating conversation. He turns the tables on me once or twice here because, like I said, we've been talking now. This is our third time, so the conversation just really picks up and goes. So you're really going to love this one. So with that, welcome Peter Rodriopoulos back to Four Songs. Great great to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Of course. So last time we talked, I think you were in Greece. and I was, yeah. So I, I was can... thinking about that before we jumped on this, yeah. Yeah. So how is everybody? Family good? Family's good. We, you know, as, as we were talking about before, Breen and I are keyboardists. My wife, Breen and I have a 15 month old son. And, you know, he's uh, between that and the band and the rest of life, we're, we're very busy, very active, but, but uh, we're really enjoying him and, and actually mixing up him with the band because he, he loves music and he loves just being a part of that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the, the new EP, Ordinary Sex Appeal. But certainly it's uh, quite topical considering everything that's going on in the world. So, <laughs> yeah, we talked about Hesitate, which is, uh, we talked how much I love that song. And Thank you. we did talk a bit how the EP came together. But just to put some context around this, when did you all start like getting serious about this EP? And then when, how, when did you wrap up recording? Because it seems to me like it, you could have just finished this yesterday. It's so fresh. And both- we, we actually started, uh, well, we 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 there are a couple leftover songs from uh, the doomed doomsday noises tracking session our debut ep uh from the fall of uh, 2019 so there are a couple tracks left over from that which are on the cp and then we we uh obviously with the pandemic you know as we discussed before we we missed we didn't really work together for the first half of 2020 but then we picked back up in in the summer of 2020 and and began work on what what is now um ordinary sex appeal and we, you know, we, we gathered about a dozen, dozen and a half songs, uh, you know, within a few weeks and then uh, finished off around eight or nine of them. 
and narrowed it down to to five songs uh, for for ordinary sex appeal. And we we wrapped up the recording in you know by October November of 2020 and finished the mixing uh, in March. So it's it's been sitting for a year, and we were going to release it, but because we couldn't tour to support it, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense because. We had um, three top 40 singles with Doomsday Noises, top 40 radio, that is, in the rock charts. And we could have pushed those a lot higher had we been able to tour to support it, to really introduce ourselves to the radio stations. So we didn't, we didn't want to make that mistake again. So that's why we, we waited. But we've been, we've been chomping at the bit to get this out. And we've been, we actually have another EP well along the way, well, two EPs along the way right now. Wow. I mean, Doomsday Noises was appropriate for the time, but it seemed like that was like a pretty loud warning about where things could go and where they were headed. Whereas to me, ordinary sex appeal is much more introspective and even a little bit more hopeful. I don't know if you feel that way. I mean, so much has changed in your life, not only with the pandemic and, but you've had a son and I just wonder how much, how would you compare the two? And then just how much of the change in your life has affected the product? I, I would, you know, I think the introspective is a good word. There's there, it is, you know, ordinary sex appeal is a little more introspective, maybe, in that sense, a little more revealing, you know, if, if one chooses to dissect it a little bit more or yeah, I, th- I think that the, the, there's, it's just a little more uh, revealing. So there, there's more introspection there and hopeful. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it is more hopeful. I think in particular, a song like with you lends itself to more hope. The closest we got to that on, on doomsday noises probably would have been deep division. And, and that wasn't necessarily hopeful. That was just sort of saying, there might be a chance we could get through this, yeah, <laughs> no. right. but yeah, take it forward. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Cause I mean, I hear some early kind of mid nineties, early nineties, Neil Young, or even dinosaur junior and some of this song and the, the, the melody, I think is what is a little different. I think from Doomsday Noises, which again, I loved, but yeah, well, you know what, with, with ordinary sex appeal, there was, we, we went into it with a little more confidence, you know, Doomsday Noises, even though it had been released only, you know, a couple months before we, we set out to record uh, what became Ordinary Sex Appeal, we, we, we had some growing confidence. We had just done a deal with, with our, our label and distributor. Um, we were getting a lot of really good press. Fans were responding more and more. You know, we had, we had done a bunch of shows in those previous couple of years, which were, you know, we're, we were feeding off of and, and, and we had played at least a, a handful of shows with, with uh, the, the Doomsday Noises songs because, because a number of them were actually uh, you know, written before we were you know, uh, locked down from touring. You know, when, when, you're, when you're first getting your, your foothold, there's a little more hesitation. And when you start getting that foothold, you got that excitement. It helps propel you a little further. So, so yeah, that it definitely shows also, in fact, even the way we approached it, as far as recording, we knew how we wanted to do it. We knew who was going to do what. And, and that was that, that it's actually kind of liberates you in the process. Yeah. And we'll get to a bit more specifics as we get into the song. So as we talked about, we, we've already talked about hesitate in September of last year. So we're going to talk about the rest of the EP, which is with you re-education causing my pain and who's going to stop us. All right. So we'll start with, with you. And this was a song that I think hit me when I first heard it because it does stand out as being, I think of the, of the four, the most reflective and probably the most moody that I've heard you all do as, as a band. And yet there, it, like I was talking about the mirror ball or even like without a sound by dinosaur junior, there is something familiar about it, but 
there's that modern edge that there's something a bit more evocative here. So what's going on in this one? I think you sing this one really differently too. Yeah, the, the, this song was a little different in, in the way it came about as, as far as the songwriting. You know, many of our songs are, are, are written from jams uh, where we'll, we'll loop, we'll be in the studio and we'll just be noodling around and ideas. Someone will strike a chord, a riff, a beat, and we'll, we'll all connect to that, that particular musical phrase and we'll run with it and we'll develop it into a song. I, I do, you know, a lot of the heavy lifting, you know, we'll, we'll get a basic foundation and I'll go back and I'll, I'll work it some more to adjust the chords, maybe add a section and obviously write the lyrics and, and, you know, but, but a lot of the meat and potatoes that, that I would say that the core energy of the song is cap is captured together. And that, and, and it, it really works well for us. It works well for me to songwriting wise, because I, I then don't have to explain the emotion to everyone else. It's just, they, they know it. And it's just a matter of fine tuning things. But with, with you though, was one of those songs that I actually brought to the band that was complete. I had had, I'd had the idea for a few months and stuck it in my back pocket. Originally the, the lyric was, ooh, way, ooh, way. <laughs> Obviously not, not going to be very compelling. So, uh, as we got closer to, uh, to the recording session, I, I, uh, I, tweaked the lyrics and came up with the with you line. And I was, you know, I was looking for something that, that ended up being what it was, but with the, with the remarkable thing was that when I played the idea first for the band, it was actually the end of the day. And we had maybe, you know, a half hour left of the day. And I played it for the guys who strummed it in the control room. I, I, every, the, the three, the three of them in particular, cause uh, Kevin, our guitarist, Adam, our bass player and, and, and Dave Cruz and our drummer, you know, instantly knew what they wanted to do. Brina had heard the song, so she was familiar with it. And I'd been banging around the house to fine tune it. And so she was actually kind of keeping mum, just, you know, not to impart any, uh, you know, any, any, any direction to see where guys go. We went in the studio in the, in the tracking room and immediately Adam played the bass line. He played Dave played a basic groove that he ended up playing for the song. And uh, Kevin played that, that beautiful riff that, go, that goes in and out of the song. And, and we did that for five minutes. We were all a little tired, left it at that and went home for the night, came back in a day, two days later and captured the song in, in a couple takes. One story that's kind of funny from it actually is that, you know, we, we, the way we work is we track when we're recording and we, we've, once we develop a song, we track everything at the same time, you know, bass, drums, and a couple keyboards. I mean, sorry, bass, drums, and a couple guitars. In this case, it was funny though, because we, we, we did a lot of that, you know, or at least the basic guitars and, and uh, an extra keyboard or two, you know, within half hour. And, and Dave, our drummer, was listening to it. And he's like, I want to redo the drums. And we're like, really? that's a really good drum pack. It's like, no, I want to, I want to redo the drums. We go, okay. We all get up to go back in the control. And he's like, no, you guys stay in here. 
We're like, well, why? He says, you distract me. We're like, well, how do we distract you? He said, I see you and you move and you don't move the, to the beat the way I want you to move. So stay in here. So he goes in the, in the tracking room and he lays down two passes. And we, you know, took, I think we used this second pass that he did. And it was, it was magical the way he, he captured, the way he, re, he played his drums and the way we captured it. I, I know it, it, it doesn't, may not sound like much to your audience, but he, you know, the way he hit the drums and the, the beat he laid down was so steady and so consistent. It just, he was, he was, it wasn't mechanical and he wasn't trying to play like a machine. He just wanted it to soothe along and hold the song together, not be too bombastic, you know, only a couple little fills. Um, in fact, he didn't even hit any of his crash cymbals. He overdubbed those later. Just wanted it to be very simple. And I remember I was like, no, Dave, you can do a fill here. You can do a fill there. He's like, I'm telling you, nope. He's like, give it a day, give it a day. So we did and he was right. Uh, but it was, it was really, it was very, um, I was really impressed and, and proud and thankful to watch him do that. Cause I think if the, the amount of skill and experience and artistry artistry that went into recording that was, was pretty beautiful. And it's a great foundation to build the rest of the song off. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think we don't talk a lot about drummers on this show unless uh, the, the drumming can be so either you don't notice it, which is probably sometimes a good thing because it means that it's just doing its job or yeah. if it's too heavy, like, oh God, you know. It's a fine line both ways. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, a lot of drummers have chops. Mm -hmm. You know, they, 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 a lot of the drummers, they, they can do a million things. They can play in time, you know, well, they're, they're, they're really just good drummers, but there's difference between playing the drums well and, and letting them sing. And, and, you know, that may sound, I don't know, sort of snooty, very musicy to say that, but, mm -hmm. but really the drums sing just as much as a vocal as a guitar keyboards, you know, any other instrument. And, and he really sang with that one. And, and it was it's in many ways now, as we're talking about this, it's very, it's a, it's a performance that, that's very representative of who he is as a person, somewhat understated, but, but it's like uh, the old commercials when EF Hutton talks, people listen, uh, you know, I, I swear to God, yeah. it just came to me just now, but it really is how, how he is as a person. So that was, it's a, a good personality uh, mirror. Yeah. Well, speaking of singing, I, I mentioned at the outset of this, your singing is is very i hate to use the word tender but it's more evocative or emotional and the lyrics you know you, you kind of paint about the pick starting out with our divides and how we don't communicate but then that gradually that that changes toward the end and where we kind of break the stone a little bit you, you mentioned you know keep the wolves at bay and we begin to learn as we talk more and more i mean is is 
that's hopeful if we if we listen yeah yeah yeah, yeah thanks yeah well it's hopeful <laughs> yeah <laughs> education which things pick up quite a bit with this one it's a little, bit, a little more funkier or more in your face i think but that opening chord and <laughs> that just knocks you on your face oh thanks man thank how you how did that how did that come about that song you know we were working on a, a particular song that that never got finished and it was kind of it was kind of a psychedelic song 60s-ish almost a little tomorrow never knows-ish in a sense and we we were struggling with getting a good chorus for it. It had a really cool verse, some really cool riffs in it, but the chorus was just you know average. And so I, I I was it's it's my you know responsibility when we when we hit roadblocks like that to to sort of find something else, even if it's not the be all be all end all part that we end up with to find some kindling or some bridge that gets us to where we where we need to be and sometimes that that bridge is you know uh, has a big sign and it says turn back you know or dead end but anyways in this case as i started working on it um i i started coming up with the course for re-education and uh and, and in fact i remember i was at the gym one day and i was humming in my head and i was like you know this and this i started hum, humming the, the guitar part that that actually that i play the down 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 and of course that's that's a really good singing of that i know but nonetheless i started humming it now and it kind of reminds me of of the the stones heartbreaker song heartbreaker as far as that groove a bit so i brought that to the band and everyone dug it so i expanded it from there and, and experimented with some ideas for the verses brought that back to them you know, they had the idea to just make it the bump, 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 bump. When the truth is found, living underground, what do you do? Do you make a sound? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Treat it like a joke, cause you just can't go till you feel burned by the tide and rope. Oh, no. And uh, in the meantime, I'd come up with the line re-education, which I, you know, I, or the word, which I thought was really cool. We just, we ran with it like off of that. We just had this re-education line, basics, basic idea for a chorus and a verse. And we, we just kept looping on it. We, we, we did it for off and on for a couple of weeks. And then the song really sank in and, and we tracked it. But when we tracked it, I actually didn't have the lyrics. I had to go back. It was actually a few months later and write the lyrics. And it was one of the, usually the lyrics come 
fast uh, in the sense of like, I'll get all the main points within a few hours or, or maybe a day or two. In this case, it actually, it took me like a month if I remember right. And I was like, wow. I always kept wanting to throw in the towel and Brino was like, no. And I was like, yes, no, yes. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad she was there to, to see me through my misery. So, I mean, lyrically, you, you don't pull any punches here. I mean, especially the, the term like re-education. I mean, we're both history majors, so that does carry some weight and uh, <laughs> different ways. But I, I just like how it's what you're, I think you're trying to say is like, we just got to stop. We got to just take a break, you know, and, yeah. About, you know, I feel like we're trying to hurt, not hurt anyone's feelings, at, which is letting us down a path, maybe unintentionally, that is not going to do well for anybody. And, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, if we're going to have a real conversation, what in that, if, if, would you mind divulging a little bit more about, you know, following up on what you were just saying and how you interpret the lyrics? Because I'm curious, you know, because if I may. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, I'm always walking a tightrope with the lyrics as far as, uh, you know, giving a, a big piece of me, but holding some back. So it's open to interpretation and they're edgy lyrics. They're, they're definitely, you know, poking the bear, so to speak. So I'm, I'm often curious what other folks think, because if anything, you know, if it's different than what I thought, it's just a new interpretation. That's really, you know, actually extra inspiring for me. If, yeah, if you're not but, comfortable, I get it. It's all oh, good. no, no. No, as I, that's what I like about your music. Is it, 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 your lyrics, rather, I've been hearing music too, but lyrically, I, I think, because I agree a lot with what you're saying and that is what I think you're saying. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, we're just, I don't know, I'm not going to describe this well, but I feel like what I think what you're trying to say is what are we going to do? We've been kind of trying to move people in these directions that the truth is not that way like we no matter and you don't blame any like you're not saying it's one side or the other it's just we're kind of pandering in a way and we're not telling everyone the truth what's really going on out there and meanwhile we're like if it's the truth underground like what do you do like how do you kind of like bring that out to say like hey you know just because this makes you feel bad doesn't mean that it's not the truth in a way and that we're kind of burying some things and then the, the, i think the line toward the end is about you know, the propaganda cells future heads or tails and information hell which i to me is like social media we're just inundated with information whether it's right or wrong and then the power to the people but what people <laughs> and that's like yeah. to me that's like populism and i just don't know of any country where that's worked out well or in my own study not that i've been a, done a doctorate or anything but just I think it popped those resolutions. I don't see one that has actually worked out too well for yeah. either side or anybody. But. Yeah, that's well, the, the French can tell you about that better than anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it's been a couple hundred years plus, I think I think that 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 the the hangover is still still with them. Mm-hmm. That's my impression. But yeah, I mean, if I may answer that, I'm reflecting here to just make sure I put this across look i'm a very opinionated person but i'm also open to a lot of opinions and 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 my my master opinion uh and i'm speaking about politics in particular here or social issues uh my master one is that all opinions and all voices are welcome and they should all be heard without a doubt without any censorship period i don't care 
I, it's, I, I want to hear everyone's voice. Even if anything, it just allows them to expose themselves. So you go, Oh, okay. I think we've talked about that before, mm-hmm. you know? So in this song, what I'm saying is, you know, there, there are multiple layers, but, but I think the first layer, the opening layer, you know, when the truth is found with it, when the truth is found living underground, what do you do? Would you make a sound? Yeah. So it's like, do you say anything? If you, if you, if you see, you know, the truth being covered up or what you believe to be the truth being covered up or, you know, shoved aside, stomped on whatever it might be, do you say something or do you just, do you, do you just let it, let it go and, and, and uh, keep your head down, so to speak. That's, that's kind of where I'm talking about. And for me, you know, without divulging too much information, you know, my truth is probably not in line with a lot of folks. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in, in the least, but I'm also a, a, a student of detail. So I often, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm coming up with things that my friends will be like, I don't know about that. And then a few months later, they'll be like, so that thing you were telling me a few months ago. So, so, you know, and that's, that's, that's me being me in a sense. It's like, are you going to say something? If, if you see someone driving off a cliff, do you say something or do you let them drive off the cliff? You know, and, and maybe they won't, but should you say something? Not? And I think that's where we're all battling with, you know, you may see something that you don't agree with, but maybe, maybe it's good to open that conversation up because maybe you'll enlighten the other person. Maybe if it's done in the right way, they'll enlighten you. Maybe you'll find a common ground. And I think at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is I, I, I you know, is listen to each other because no, no one knows everything. I have my opinions of going back to what I was saying. I, I would, you know, would I bet the family farm and everything for me? Hell no. You know, I'd like to, I'd like my ego would like me to, but I you know, ain't going to happen. So, so I'd say just, you know, let's all just get, let it all out. Let, let, let the ideas speak for themselves. I could be talking to you all, all night. Yeah, yeah. Should we grab a beer? Yeah. <laughs> so cause of my pain, which another, so again, it's, it's very different from, some of the like they wouldn't like undo the noises. But it just it just has a very more much. I can't speak today for some reason. So oh, I, go through, I go through that every day. Don't don't. Yeah, you well, sound perfect to me. <laughs> uh, but what stands out to me about this song is, and this is probably going to be a, a pretty lousy analogy, but the use of space in a sense. Yeah, like, you do rock out, and you rock out in this song, but there's also room or sparseness that I think just makes this song stand out to me. Like just the, the bass and the drums, we were talking about the drums earlier, but to me, that that's what makes this song. Oh, absolutely. Like chicken little hot so brittle playing fiddle 
that 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 one was a, an interesting song. How that one came about because again we were we were jamming. I started playing some loopy guitar part. I think it was just like a two bar loop. I, I I couldn't even tell you what it was because it didn't make the final track. Dave and and Adam, a rhythm section, started playing something under it that that was copying copying that feel. And I was just doing. We were working on something, and it was one of those one of those times when there's a, a a pause for a moment, and I I was I was filling in the the dead air, so to speak, of of that moment when everyone else was you know either taking a you know break to drink or talk about you know the sports some sports game anyway. So I started playing it. Those guys started playing a drum and bass part that was sort of giving it some some weight, and and Kevin, our guitarist, who was sitting across the room from me couldn't quite see what I was playing and, and couldn't tell what key it was in. And I think in fact, it's because it was going back and forth between a, a, a minor, uh, a minor and a major chord on just sitting sort of on one chord, the, the, that loopy guitar part I was playing. So anyway, so he just picks some random chords and just starts going and it, and it, you know, and it right on top of their thing. And that's all we got. And I, and I think we, we, we may have opened it up to a couple other ideas that we didn't use, but we, we looped on that for, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes or so and set it aside, moved on for the rest of the day. And, and part of our process is at the end of the day, I'll go, I'll go back, you know, I'll, I'll go into the control room, you know, uh, after everyone's left and I'll listen to what, what work we had done that day. If it was, uh, you know, something that we were actually trying to finish that we, you know, or, or doing overdubs on, or if it was a new idea. So in this case, it was a new idea, and I was I was going over this idea as well as others, and and uh, it was funny because we were we had a couple other ideas that day. We're like, oh yeah, that's going to be the one, or that's going to be a winner, blah blah blah. And I don't remember if they were or not, but I know that this one was kind of thrown to the side. And I was listening to, it, I was like, you know, there's kind of some cool here. So I, I I I made a quick recording, you know, of or bounce down of what we call of that recording, the two tracks, and, and put it on my phone. And I'm, as I was driving at home, I, I put it on uh, my, uh, you know, car system. And I, I remember I was, I could tell you the intersection I was at. And I started going, mm, you're the cause, the cause, the cause of my pain. And I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. But I'm playing it back on my phone. And normally I record everything I do on my phone or I'll, you know, write down notes, but I, I'm driving and I didn't, didn't have anything to write it down, down on. So I didn't, didn't want to pull over. So I just had this playing and I'm singing it over and over again. And, and I get home, pull in the garage. In the meantime, Brina's already come home. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, I'll go inside and grab Brina's phone. So I run inside. I got everything playing on my phone still. It's just looping over and over. And I go and grab her phone and I hold her phone up to my phone as I sing the parts down and the verse and things like that. Uh, and, and a chorus and, and or at least the melody and some what turned out to be some key lines. And that was that. And, and that's, that's kind of how the song came to be. I think you were talking about the, the confidence that came from Doomsday Noises and 
also think just more time spent together it feels like you're this is a song that could only come from a band that's kind of at, a, at its peak in the sense that you just completely trust each other to don't to know when to hold back if that makes sense you know it's interesting you said that trust is faith trust is maybe the most important thing in any relationship it's funny because i remember i was i was thinking about this a while ago that that sting song if i ever lose my faith in you and and i remember i was you know i was a kid when that came out and i didn't it was like yeah it's a cool song i was never much of a sting fan or respected him beyond any anyone practically right but not not like a a, a fan where i'm like i'm gonna go play a sting record but i don't i think i heard it on the radio and i was i was like wow that 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 lyric is you know it's stunning it's so just it's important it's it's uh it's it just sums up so much of life. And it wasn't because of anything I was going through, you know, personally, it was just, I recognized its significance, its weight. So yeah, that, that, that works. It applies to bands as well. And maybe even more so than just a one-on-one relationship because you have multiple people operating in the same room. So you really have to have trust. And then you also have the trust, trust, like you said, to hold back. So, you know, someone in the band or all of you have to sort of stand behind each other. It's like, we're, we're not going to let, let this blow you know, over the top and lose this groove. And I can even say that when we were doing the vocal, because I had vocal lines that especially as the, as the, tr- the track went on, they were really, really opening up and getting it much more aggro and higher in, 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 uh, in melody as it went along. And Brino's Brina, who was, you know, who records all of, all the vocals, so it records everything, including the vocals. She was like, Nope, 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 not gonna, not look, not gonna let you do that. I'm like, come on, honey. And then it's especially hard when it's your wife. Cause you're sitting here like, but but she was she was right and you know so yeah. kudos to her on that one. I like the way you sing it too. It just like it is kind of rapid fire though. Like they cut you and they cut you deep. Just dude, just boom 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 boom. But yeah, I yeah, had to practice it, was, it. Yeah, I was thinking because it is it just it fits like perfectly and thanks. I mean it's I was just kind of using an analogy. I, I again use that word, but just you're painting a vivid picture without needing too many colors. If that makes sense, both lyrically and musically. I think. The lyrics are fun. I mean, I would say, you know, all, all the lyrics on, on the CP are have that sort of bite that that mm-hmm. that is there on our Doomsday Noises EP. But I think there's there's more play in these. Definitely having more fun, taking some liberties, especially with the the colors, or you know, that are in the lyrics. You know, colors insofar as just the snapshot is uh, snapshots of a moment. So, and and this song in particular um, has has uh, a lot of that. And I think that's why we ended up taking a lyric from this song and, and turning it into the title of the EP in, in the ordinary sex appeal. 
And well, you mentioned Who's Gonna Stop Us, which is the last song that, well, it's not the last song on the EP, but it's the last song, right? Is it, does this kick off the it's EP? The, it's, the, it's the first song on the EP. Okay, so that but makes it, sense. What, but, but it was originally the last song. Again, we changed it. We changed the song order, uh, you know, shortly before we sent it off, like the day we sent it off to our, our distributor. <laughs> this is like your call to action, scorching punk rock down to the bone. I mean, like, you can tell you, I mean, you had fun with a lot of these, but this one, I'm sure you were just like, dude, this, let's just rock out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this one was a lot of fun. It, it started again in, in a, in a jam session. I, I, we were working on, I remember we were working on a couple slow songs back to back and it was the middle of the day, you know, two, three in the afternoon, we'd started around 11 and I was, I was getting, getting a little bored. It's funny because for, for me, it's easy to write mid-tempo or ballad songs, easy in the sense of it's, it's easy to come up with those. The fast ones a little, are a little more difficult to, to come up with. Um, so I'm always pushing, let's get a fast song, let's get a fast song. And everyone else is like, come on, we, we, we can, you know. But anyway, so we were, we were working these couple slow songs and we worked them as long as we could for that day. And we were, there was a pause for a moment and I started just playing what became the, the, the main riff to the song, the ba da 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 thing, right? So again, as the other songs, everyone jumped in and started playing their, what became their close to their final parts for this, for the song. And, you know, we, I remember we worked on it for about 20, 30 minutes that first day. And, and uh, I actually, this was one of those songs. I, I didn't have a melody. I think I had something for, for I, I had the verse, but I didn't have what was ultimately the course. So we set aside for the day resumed a couple days later i'm working on the song and actually as i'm telling the story now i'm fully remembering it shows you how much i i, I prepare and thinking about these things but we we actually didn't get a chorus that day we got what was basically the on off switch for the song the you know we're playing and then breaks down to the drums drums and bass playing with heavy guitars breaks down to the drums and bass so we had that and we needed a chorus so I went back and was, you know, listening to our, our song notes, so to speak. I, I, we keep a, a very lengthy SoundCloud account of, of uh, different ideas. You know, it could be snippets, which is basically in this sort of the snippets playlist. And then we have well, well thought through ideas, which are in that playlist. And then there's, I think we have another one for, for stuff that's in between. Anyway, so I went sifting through that to find a course, something more, it was a recent idea. And I found two songs. And so I, I, I remember sitting there in, in particular in front of Adam, but with everyone around, I was like, well, we could take this chorus and use apply to that song. He's like, yeah, that, that's cool. And I said, or we could take 
this chorus and apply it to that song. He's like, that's cool. He said, how about you take the first half of this one and the second half of that one and make that the chorus? And I played it right away. And we all looked at each other like, done. Ran yeah. in, started working on it, developed it from there. And, you know, and this, this song came together fairly quick after that. It's funny because I actually wrote three different lyrics, sets of lyrics for the song. It was it, it, the lyrics were actually they, I had to sit and think about the what what ended up being the "Who's Gonna Stop Us" line. But when I was doing it, when I I was like, "Who's gonna stop us? Who's gonna stop us?" And it just needed more edge. And I and it was funny because Brina was in the other room referencing another song for for something totally different that she was working on. And and she flipped up the the Devo song, the na 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 na. So I'll, I'm going public with it. I I nicked it. I, you know, I I it's always music. thought that was kind of a cool song. And and I was like, I can, that yeah, that brings some of the energy. And I was also sort of stealing a little bit from that old uh, Who song, my gener my generation. You know, you know, yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't take uh, amphetamines to get the vocal like that, but. <laughs> wrap up thank you so much for your, your time tonight you give me a lot of your time and oh thank so, you rob oh, you, thank you yeah but you've got you said you've already got some stuff recorded or at least written for the next ep i mean are you with things kind of i think we're just kind of living with covid the way we are are you gonna are we gonna see you on tour anytime soon yeah you're gonna see us on the road we're, we're working on that right now we actually canceled a couple different tours. We canceled one in the fall of two, 2021 and we canceled one in this March uh, just because now we're able to be a little more selective. They were, they were pretty notable, but we, we have something in particular in mind. Also, in the one we canceled in the fall looked like COVID was going to kick back up. And, you know, to be honest with you, none of us really wanted to deal with that uh, as much as we love playing more than anything. And we're we couldn't be more hungry to get on the road. We, we still have to be smart about it. We didn't want, we didn't want someone to end up getting sick and get stuck in a hotel room and, and, uh, and, and we can't play shows anyway. So now though, things have, you know, cleared up quite a bit and everyone's willing to plow through, uh, whatever headwinds might come our way as far as that stuff goes. So, you know, and, and I don't mean just within our team, but the, the rest of society. So, so now we're just looking for the right one. We've had a few offers and, and hopefully we get something nailed down here, you know, in the next month, two months, the latest for the back half of the year. So we'll, we'll kick that in. And then we we're expecting that 2023 is going to be pretty heavy touring for us. I mean, look, the, the bottom line is we're a rock and roll band. So if we don't tour, it's, it's tough. Um, but we were really excited about 
additionally excited about all the great feedback a lot of the rock bands had at Coachella and, and a couple other festivals recently. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, awesome. We definitely, if you ever come to DC, you know, look oh, out. you know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And, um, so we'll just wrap up here. Thanks again for, for joining me tonight, Peter. It's been an honor. No, um, likewise, My, the honor, the, I'm honored. So thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so once again, I want to thank Peter for, for joining me. We have a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope, man, I really hope we get to see them this summer or this fall or next winter or whenever, but the sooner the better. Anyway, go check them out, sonsofsilver.com. Go get the new EP, Ordinary Sex Appeal, and stay tuned. All right, we'll talk later. See ya. <laughs>